0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to com slash athlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Ronald Show, we talk about softball pitch counts, youth baseball training and mechanics, and some of the things we look for when hiring a strength and conditioning coach the ask Mike Reinhold show helping people feel better move better and perform better Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are up in Boston, Massachusetts, champion PT in performance. Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilley, oh. Dan Pope, Lenny Ocarina, yeah. Chrissy Crossity. And I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish, finish your own film. Hello. Hello, <laughs> on, Mike. Hello. And we are here with our, our student trifecta again. Lenny, take it away. Whoa, with we students. get some good get, students. Get, you guys wait for this one. i got to memorize these. Jan
1: Conkle from the New York Medical College Center of Physical Therapy <laughs> in New York City. We have Leanne Colon from the University of Texas, Women's University of Physical Therapy Associates. <laughs> and we have Cam McDonald
0: from the
1: University of Rhode Island Rams.
0: I, I don't know about you North guys. Rams. I think Lenny has good permanent right. lead. One. <laughs> The the title of it's entertaining when you it's like the names student, schools, student that's why I just Jan gave Jay. up. Jan I, Jan I haven't been here for a while. So this is good. So a middle of spring training, but all right. So what, we got some great questions again today. I don't really know if we have great questions. I don't remember what the questions are <laughs> oh, but great. we're gonna get started with some of our team making. Jan, are you taking it again? Mm-hmm. See, you yes. see how, so mental. Note this future employers. You see Jan taking charge. <laughs> Gymnast. <clears throat> That's why. Gymnast take charge. (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt, gymnast take charge. No, don't do that. Bad. (laughs) All right, Jan, what do we got?
1: Uh, Christy from New Jersey. Hi, Mike and team. Why do you think there are no limits on pitch count or innings for fast-pitch softball? Does anyone actually believe a windmill is a natural motion of the arm?
0: That's a good question. So you guys get really excited about Jersey people. We love Jersey. So we are going to have to remember that. So if you're from Jersey and you want your question read, just make that loud and clear. Yeah. And these guys get it in there. So we, let's see, fast, fast pitch softball. Yes. Yeah, so, so the question is, why aren't there pitch counts with softball players? And I, I would completely agree, right? I think it's kind of silly that we don't. Um, but look, you know, the injury mechanisms are different. The injuries are, are kind of... Yeah, they're different than baseball, so baseball. I don't want to say is at the epidemic level because you know that's kind of like feeding into some of the crap on the internet that we're hearing from like the media. But the the injury rates are growing at a rate where we can't control. Right, they're kind of getting a little out of hand in baseball. I don't feel that happened in softball as much. Though so that doesn't mean they don't get injured. I just don't think they escalated to a point where the associations had to step in and make pitch count rules. So I would say that's why they don't have it, But I'm fully on board with that. So now. I don't want to intimidate everyone, but I am my town's local 10U softball coach. So we are at 10U just starting to learn how to pitch. And wow, it's crazy. Trust me. So a bunch of my like coaches that coach with me are all former baseball players. It tends to be dads that like baseball that make their daughters play softball, right? So sorry. Sorry, guys. So, but uh, so we're we're trying to teach them how to pitch, and we're getting instructors to teach them how to pitch because it is so unique. Baseball, right? Like, look, you throw from short; it's the same as pitching, right? It's just a little bit different with how you kind of put it together. But there is a unique art form to softball pitching that. What did that come I'm from? Pitching. I wonder why is it. Uh, trust me, as a softball coach and as a baseball guy, everything about Somebody softball. Somebody tweet us with the history of the of fastball. Why fastball. is the ball bigger? The ball because girls can't hit. I mean, that's that's definitely why the ball's bigger and that's ridiculous, right? That is ridiculous. I just pitched batting practice to my daughter with a baseball in a batting cage literally 36 hours ago and she was crushing the ball, right? It has nothing to do with the size of the ball or make it bright green. It's like, what are they, blind? Girls can't see as well as boys? It makes no sense. But you know what happens though? Yeah, their hands are too small to control the glove and to catch that stupid big ball. So it, the mo- the biggest challenge in softball and why they're not having fun at the early ages is because the ball's gigantic. I, I think it's super it's counterproductive. Personally, I think it's silly. But anyway, I feel like nobody else has any more softballing. <laughs> but Lenny, you're gonna be you're gonna be here one day. Yeah, exactly. Nope, <laughs> now,
1: this <is> gymnast. <laughs> we were trying to push Natalie to other sports, I mean, but I have no answer for the whole pitch count. Um And well, I guess because you're not in this position, an overhead position with pitching, so the mechanics are different in the shoulder, maybe, so it's a little more fatiguing to be up here versus down here. But I agree. I mean, why, why should a female pitcher go four games in a weekend and throw 400 pitches. I mean, it just, yeah. just doesn't even make sense to my head. more slap tears? I don't know. I'm asking.
0: Well, It's more shoulder, right? If you think, this is all torque related with like the elbow and shoulder. It's all torque related. Theirs is just, and it's kind of misleading, but they're not really going behind their body as much as you think because you turn to the side. So don't get me wrong. There's a little bit behind their body. They kind of turn to their side. So But it's a huge range of motion. You have to generate all this velocity from the arm in that position. So it's mostly shoulders not elbow Mm. and if you really talk about youth baseball it's kind of a ton of elbow right now so i i think that's kind of why it's happening but you know they're probably a little bit loose jointed hypermobile in general right they're using their shoulder at a big range you know what i mean so i mean yeah the injuries are different but also similar in the same way so yeah yeah i I think the other thing is that from what i've noticed
1: for softball players is they tend to only have like two to three pitchers on staff and they just throw like the same people out day after day Maybe because it's less fatiguing, less injury prone. Although injuries do happen, and we've definitely seen it here. Um, but like, they just don't have as many pitchers on staff. It's just a very different mentality in right. baseball. I guess it's, good,
0: what, it's super hard. I know. I mean, and we maybe it's do- a skill thing. Like, not everyone has the skill to be able to pitch. And, it's hard. It's, you uh-huh. get, it's hard to learn that. So I get it. That's probably why. It's not like everyone can just pick it up and throw. I mean, you have to. It's different. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, I I'll, honestly, I think if you follow the Little League pitch count rules, it's probably too limiting, right? Not that you know, there'd probably be a good guideline, but I just the stress is less. it's it's stressful, but it's less. So I think that's kind of like you know the, the hard part of it. So I, unfortunately, I don't think we have a definitive answer other than we're on board and you know let's 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 start moving towards that. I'd, I'll I'll back you up. I'll I'll tweet at the softball I think the
1: associations. The Delaware group like Lynn Snyder Macklin and Michael Axe. I think they've got some stuff. I know she's always speaking at that injuries in baseball course in Birmingham on softball injuries. So maybe you try to contact her or look something up on PubMed on softball injuries. I just don't see a lot of softball injuries just in my practice, so I'm not as well versed on it. But I know she's got a little bit more education on it than I do, so maybe that's something you look up.
0: Awesome. Who's next? We have Daniel from Birmingham, (laughs) Alabama. Roll time. Hey
1: Mike, I'm a second year (laughs) PT student working on a capstone project, which is an off-season training program for youth baseball athletes. My primary focus is on developing strength, coordination, stability, and healthy throwing mechanics. (laughs) Do you think that correcting faulty movement can be counterproductive in this
0: population by causing robotic movement patterns? Uh, I like that. That's, we hear that a lot from pitching coaches quite a bit that we can get too robotic by harping on mechanics a little bit. So I like. What's your name? Daniel. Daniel. So good stuff. Roll Tide. We, um, uh, yeah. We, I mean, with youth baseball pitchers, you know, with their offseason training, I think you've got a lot of great concepts built in. Um, there are differences between youth and higher level collegiate and professional baseball player pitching mechanics youth tend to tend to be more upright and not have any linear drive rotational motion hip trunk separation there's a difference between them so i do think at the youth level it's advantageous for us to teach proper mechanics while they're still learning it so that way we can reduce some of the excessive stress from poor mechanics but also maximize their efficiency so i do think you have to teach mechanics at some point and i think youth is the way to go cuz once you get up to the pro level man you're it's it's pretty Pretty, it's pretty, pretty tight, so. What do you guys think, I mean, similar concepts even with some other sports, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> not well versed in youth <laughs> baseball at all. But Yeah, but the same concepts apply. Yeah, especially in gymnastics, I mean, like 50% of the time with young kids is, is about keeping it fun and teaching them proper
1: technique. It's like right. all we do, it's just trying to make sure that they're handling the forces at a young age safely and that they're understanding the basics of technique and then when they get older, you play around with like you know what your skills are going to be or what you're trying to do to get faster or jump higher so i think that anybody in a younger program working with youth sports in general should always try their best to harp on technical awareness more so than you know specific
0: stuff yeah that's it kind of goes to the don't add strength on top of dysfunction concept right I mean you know you got to put it in order and having good you know proper technique is pretty good uh, I think from my understanding of the question I think a big area that you could add into your project would be
1: like managing their their throwing in the offseason like when should they start throwing how does their training change once they start throwing and just making sure they're not throwing too much in the offseason because we know the statistics of you know throwing year around increases Risk of injury by a ton. So, yeah. Like that could be a big area. Yeah, we want to get them stronger and um, improve their
0: coordination mechanics, but we don't want them to throw too much. Um, So, kind of explore that area maybe a little especially throw too much or work on some throwing programs for arm strength or whatever you may be trying to do with poor mechanics so again just to I guess summarize answer your question no I mean I I don't think we're worried about being too robotic when you first learn a new skill this is is nothing new new baseball it's a skill acquisition it is robotic right because you're trying to learn it's very conscious right before we get to unconscious type repeating movement patterns so for us with neuromuscular control and how we're trying to get motor learning with these young athletes that's what we're trying to do. If you don't do it then, it's never going to happen, right? So so I'm pro that. Why Lenny's golf swing is uh, struggling so much? I started golfing at the age of 15, never took a
1: lesson, and 26, 28 years later, I can't figure out how to change my swing. It's still because I never got the basics growing up, so get the <laughs> basics early on or else you're just
0: going to have a lifetime of... Being a motor moron. A, a lifetime, a lifetime <laughs> expensive lessons. Exactly. <laughs> so you should have got lessons when you're younger. So. Awesome. One more? Yeah. What do we got, Leanne? All right. Chris from Austin, Texas. Ooh. When first starting out, how did you go about finding talented and trust, trustworthy strength and conditioning coaches to hire? <clears throat> Think well, we sh- have. So, we're still a <laughs> 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 it's a con- Love you, Kiefer. It's a constant struggle. Uh, Len, <laughs> what do you kidding. think? You want to tackle that how, how do we so a champion here? We have, you know, four strength coaches full-time on staff. Right. Um, you know that we work with. We all have a strength and conditioning background as well, but what do you think, Len? How how, how do we find good trustworthy coaches?
1: I think uh, you know, obviously word of mouth is going to be big. Um, just having a relationship with people in the field that we respect. Uh, we can go to them if we, you know, had a position open and somebody that they would want to hire, but maybe they weren't hiring at the time, who would they want to bring into their facility? And I think another obvious route is the internship program. So having an internship program was big for us because that has allowed us to really see people you know, firsthand, see them in the field and you know, see them practicing with us and see them developing programs and interacting and all that, and, and then really respecting that and then bringing them on because we had a position open at the time. So it's very rare that we would have a position open. Not uh, at that time, but for example, Duesh, who's one of our coaches, uh, it just all worked out perfectly that he did an internship and we we offered him a position to stay on because we really were impressed by, by his, uh, just by his demeanor and how he carried himself. So internship and then word of mouth for us has been huge.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. And when you're just starting out, if you don't have an internship, which, which I think your question is, it sounds like you're at the very beginning, then, you know, I think I would value somebody that's gone through somebody else's internship more than just professional certifications, right? Like certifications aren't necessarily the end all be all, right? Sometimes it's about experience with that certification. So I think that's the other thing to maybe look out for is maybe somebody that has done an internship at a strength and conditioning facility that you respect is how I would probably do it if you don't have your own internship program. So awesome. Another great round of questions. Thanks so much. <laughs> Please head to MikeRynell.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form to ask us some more questions. And be sure to head to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. And We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRynell.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRenold.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.